Welcome to the EAU podcast series on euro-oncologic surgery driven by the new technologies. In this second episode, we have here with us Ricardo Ortorino, Professor of Urology and Director of Surgical Innovation and Clinical Research at Rush University in Chicago, USA. Also, Danielle Amparore, Assistant Professor of Urology at University of Turin, Urologist at Department of Urology at San Luigi Gonzaga Hospital in Turin, Italy. Together, they will discuss vascular perfusion 3D models and augmented reality for kidney cancer surgery. Join us for an enlightening debate on the latest advancements in urological surgeries So welcome to our podcast series on urologic oncology surgery driven by new technologies. In this second episode, we will discuss the use of 3D models and augmented reality kidney cancer surgery. My name is Ricardo Torino. I'm a urologist at Rush University Medical Center in Chicago, and where I'm professor of urology and director of surgical innovation. Today, I'm very glad to be joined by Dr. Daniele Amparore, uh, who is a urologist at San Luigi Hospital and an assistant professor of urology at the University of Turin in Italy. Dr. Amparore is also a member of the YAO Kidney Cancer Working Group. So, Daniele, welcome. Thank you, Ricardo. It's a pleasure for me to discuss with you these uh, interesting and innovative uh, topics. So I would like to start, Daniele, by saying that the use of 3D models being easily uh, implemented in uh, kidney cancer surgery, and there are a lot of publications about it and a lot of uh, discussion about it. However, I would like to take a step back and if you could explain to us what uh, really 3D model means and how they are made. 3D virtual models represent today probably the latest technological evolution of the traditional diagnostic uh, and also intraoperative imaging. Indeed, today, surgeries in general are planned mainly by the study of bidimensional imaging, for example, X-rays or CT scan or MRI. But the three-dimensional information, uh, such as, for example, the spatial distribution of the elements inside this imaging, is difficult to be read and understood by the surgeons, by the clinicians also that consider these images just slice by slice. To have a good perception of this 3D rendering of the of the bidimensional images, we have to reconstruct in our mind the three-dimensional representation of the patient's anatomy. And this can lead to a potential loss of information. So the 3D virtual models have the merit to be a, a sort of digital representation of the patient's anatomy, all, including all this information together, increasing the visual and the spatial perception uh, of the study case, but also giving to the surgeon more details useful for the surgical strategy. This is what we can say about uh, what uh, a 3D model is. But we produce to obtain these 3D models that are not a simple rendering of the, of the bidimensional images. There is a, a very specific workflow 
that lead to a final product that is represented by the 3D virtual model it's, itself that can be manipulated, managed by the physician, but also by the surgeon, considering all the different uh, components of, of it. So to produce this model, we start with the, the acquisition of images from the standard imaging in the case of kidney cancer of the kidney, uh, specific for the kidney cancer surgery. We consider the CT scan in DICOM format, and we start to produce the model, including the packages of these DICOM images together and uh, producing a first uh, uh, automatic segmentation of these models to obtain a first uh, version of the model that is not refined and need to be uh, implemented with uh, a semi-automatic step in which uh, the software used by the bioengineers uh, that work with us in performing this, uh, this uh, 3D reconstruction allow the production of a final product in which we have a lot of information about not only the volume of the organ, so the external uh, view of the organ itself, but also the intrarenal structures, uh, having information also, uh, three-dimensional information about, for example, the urinary collecting system and also the, the vascular uh, tree, both arterials and also venous, in which uh, uh, we can consider all the different structures uh, up to the intraparenchymal area of the kidney. At the end of the of this process, in which bioengineers works together with radiologists and uh, urologists, we obtain this uh, product that it be consulted by uh, all the people uh, with a simple laptop because uh, the final the final format is a PDF, three uh, D PDF format. And so with this uh, with this PDF uh, file, the, the clinician can interact with the three D model just by adjusting modul modulation the transparency of the of the organ itself for example modulating the transparency of the parenchyma or modulating the uh, transparency of the tumor and so visualizing also the intrarenal interface between the tumor and the, for example the calyces and, and the vessels increasing its knowledge about the feeding vessels that goes to the tumor Moreover, it is possible to zoom, rotate, and translate the different parts to view the anatomy in, in other perspectives based on the surgeon's needs. This obviously facilitates the understanding of the case and improves the preoperative planning. Thank you. And as we know, 3D models have been refined over time. So technology has evolved and the latest uh, development has been the vascular perfusion 3D model, right? Can you tell us a little bit about that, how this technology works? Yes. <laughs> to define the vascular perfusion models and explain also how they have been developed, we have to start saying that in general, the 3D virtual models have changed a little bit the knowledge of the kidney cancer surgery, mainly from a vascular perspective. With the three-dimensional representation of the vascular tree given by, by these uh, models, it was possible for the surgeons to increase the success rate of selective clampings uh, during partial nephrectomies with, with advantages uh, also in terms of functional outcomes we did a study 
in which we used these models and double-checked the renal function with the renal scintigraphy, demonstrating significant advantages in the group of patients in which these models were used to perform selective clamping intraoperatively. However, sometimes theory differs from reality. Indeed, in some cases, the strategy that we planned for the clamping was insufficient to guarantee an appropriate avascular resection plane during partial nephrectomy, forcing us to switch the strategy of clamping from a partial to a global ischemia. And this was the point that led us to brainstorm on the vascular distribution of the arteries inside the renal parenchyma. So instead of considering only the direction of the arterial branches towards the kidney surface, why not to focus on the perfused parenchymal volumes fed by these vessels? That was the question. This was how the idea of vascular perfusion 3D model was born. So the idea of a virtual organ composed by all its volumes of vascularization. Then to discuss more deeply how the technology behind the production of these models uh, works, uh, we have to consider uh, all the steps that uh, I previously mentioned. So the production of a standard 3D model that in a second phase is implemented with the information given by an algorithm that is able to consider all the vascular distribution of the vessels inside the kidney. So to estimate the perfusion regions of the organ, the traditional 3D virtual models is implemented with a software, uh, it's a real software based on the calculation of the so-called Voronoi diagram, that is an, an Euclidean distance-based mathematical tool. It seems difficult, but it's quite easy uh, once uh, explained. Uh, it's, it's a tool that is uh, used to calculate the vascular dominant regions uh, in other organs. Uh, other studies in literature were done on uh, liver, for example. So the perfusion regions of the kidney are calculated, uh, subdividing the healthy parenchyma into anatomical volumes according to each arterial branch morphology and location, also considering their intrasinusal portion uh, up to one centimeters from the interface between each vessel and the parenchymal tissue. So to adapt this, the, the traditional, the standard 3D virtual models to the algorithm for each arterial branch, its corresponding center line, so the center of each artery, was considered as, as a set of seed points laying on consecutive bidimensional planes that are the planes of CT scan. Each organ parenchyma voxel at CT scan was then associated to a centerline point according to a proximity criterion. So for each voxel of the kidney, the closest Euclidean distance from a seed point of the arterial centerline was then calculated, and the algorithm assigned each single voxel to a specific arterial branch, defining each specific perfusion area. At last, the algorithm computed all this data together of each single bidimensional plane and its relative centerline points and areas together with the consecutive ones, producing a 3D virtual model that consider all these volumes of vascularization. So the final product is a 3D model divided into colored volumes that represent the volumes of perfusion of each arterial branch entering the renal sinus. 
Thank you. And basically, with these, basically, you can uh, use these in terms of surgical planning before the surgery, but also during the surgery as augmented reality, if I understand well. So, so can you talk about that and in which specific phase of the of the robotic partial effectomy procedure this can be used regarding clamping strategy, etc.? Yes, the the use of these 3D models find a role from the planning to the intraoperative phases of the surgery. We know that having the knowledge of of the anatomy of a patient, of an organ, of a of a vessel for starting our surgery is very useful to plan how to manage a specific phase of the surgery. But also during the intervention itself, it can be useful to assist the surgeon in each phase of the surgery. Surgery. And so this is the other great aid given by this new generation of 3D virtual models. Once the surgeon has planned the surgical steps based on the information given by these technological tools, he or she can be assisted intraoperatively via their constant consultation, both in a cognitive and also augmented reality fashion. And the choice of the manner to consult these models depends mainly on the anatomical characteristics of the case of interest. For example, for tumors with endophytic growth pattern or located maybe in the posterior phase of the kidney, the augmented reality setting can be more useful because allow us to see the hidden anatomy and so to visualize, for example, the tumor location, even if covered by the healthy parenchyma. While for a lesion mainly exophytic, or growing from the anterior face of the kidney, so uh, clearly visible by naked eye. It's better to use the cognitive setting, more useful in giving the surgeon the, the information about the finest anatomy, especially of the vessels. To realize these settings in the real practice, the virtual images are displayed by a dedicated rack named Icon Rack uh, that is composed also with a, with a computer and a software. Uh, but also by a screen connected to the Da Vinci console monitor and used by the surgeon as needed by means of the Tile Pro multi-input display technology. The 3D virtual models floating into a virtual black environment into the Tile Pro screen can be handled by an assistant or directly by the surgeon with a 3D mouse. And so considering all the uh, space uh, direction together. The handling properties of the software integrated into the rack allow the user to rotate the model along its axis to fine-tune the zoom or to hide the components of the 3D vascular model, including each colored vascular volume. So we can maybe hide a volume that is the volume of our interest to maybe see if our clamping strategy is, is correct, is uh, properly performed is the example of, uh, of cognitive procedures. For the augmented reality 3D virtual model surgeries, uh, it is possible to use the same technological tools, but in this second case, the virtual images do not float into a black environment, always in the tile pro screen, but are manually superimposed over the real anatomy shown by the endoscopic video. 
So this augmented reality setting is possible thanks to the integration of video mixer application into the icon software. So we have to use the same rack. This software fuses virtual images with the video taken by the endoscopic camera and sending back the resulting stream to the DaVinci remote console monitor in real time, always uh, through the Tile Pro screen. So the 3D models assistance during the surgery can be maintained for the whole procedure from the kidney isolation to the reconstructive phase. But considering the different phases during the dissection, this technology is useful to identify the renal pedicle with the arterial branches of interest to perform a selective clamping, but also to consider the relationship with the venous branches and to the urinary and with the urinary collecting system. Uh, while for the identification of the tumor, especially as I said in the augmented reality mode, it finds a main role uh, in defining the location of intraparenchymal extension of the renal mass similarly to the intraoperative ultrasound we can say but without the need of uh, drop-in manipulation by the surgeon Finally, for the reconstructive phase, it can be useful to perform the proper suture of some intrarenal structures potentially violated during the resection phase. This is, for example, the case of calyces or veins that are difficult to be identified at the level of the resection bed in vivo but can be targeted following the information given by the virtual models once the tumor is removed. And so the virtual interface of the tumor pseudocapsule is, uh, is considered. Thank you so much, Daniele. Uh, this was all very interesting. Any, any final message you want to give to the audience? Yes, my final message is that this is a, a technology continuously evolving. We are trying to apply the use of these 3D models also to other settings, for example, in case of locally advanced kidney tumors, uh, such as uh, in case of presence of a tumor thrombus into the vena cava. In these cases, the augmented reality set is very useful to, to see, to project over the real anatomy, uh, the level of uh, extent extension of the thrombus into, into the caval vein. Uh, but also we are trying to apply it in other non-oncological settings, for example, in case of ureteral strictures or in case of kidney transplantation. Probably the next step will be to define, to set which are the main criteria to have a good uh, product, a good uh, 3D reconstruction with uh, a series of characteristics that make it uh, good tool in the setting of precision surgery but we we are still work, working on it and we need uh, probably uh, some more time to define the guidelines to have uh, the best uh, uh, 3d model ever thank you so much again daniele and uh, thanks to the eau for the opportunity uh, and uh, thanks for your attention Thank you, Ricardo, and thank you, the EAU, for this uh, kind invitation. And keep in touch for the next steps of this uh, interesting technology evolution. Thank you, Professor Ortorino and Assistant Professor Amparora, for a captivating episode on vascular perfusion, 3D models, and augmented reality for kidney cancer surgery. We are sure our listeners enjoyed it. Stay tuned for our next episode, where we'll be exploring 3D models for kidney cancer with caval thrombos, featuring Professor Ortorino and Dr. Ines Rivero Balenchon. Don't miss out on the latest updates. Subscribe to our EAU podcast channel on your favourite podcast app for more informative content. 
Until next time, keep learning and stay inspired 